G'day, I'm Andrew Griffiths, Australia's number one small business author, and I'm here to introduce you to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast by the one, the only, Amanda Fisher, the cash flow queen. In this weekly podcast, Amanda's going to be talking about all things business, with a particular focus on unscrambling the numbers and understanding the cash flow in your business. So if you're ready to create more profit, reduce your stress, sit back and relax as the Cash Flow Queen helps you to start seeing through the numbers. Hello, today I want to talk about budgets versus cash flow forecasts. I know, not a very sexy subject really, but key, key to know a little bit about them. Because both are really useful and yes, having both is important. Whilst you can get away with one without the other, yeah, ideally you should have both. One of the big differences between the two is a budget is what is a, a way of putting down what your financial goals are for the business. And you should have financial goals for your business. They are key to success. I've always found with anyone I've ever worked with that those that set financial goals tend to achieve them and those that don't tend to do the same as they did the year before. No change, no improvement. But those that have the goals that are written down and preferably in the form of the budget uh, actually achieve those goals and they achieve the profit or close to the profit that that budget was you know, designed to achieve, what their goal for profit was, as well as revenue, etc. So a budget is a written version of your financial goals. It is also designed to identify what your planned, proposed, ideal profit would be at the end of the 12-month period. Budgets usually are 12 months. A cash flow forecast, on the other hand, looks at the cash inflow and cash outflow. So it looks at the figures in the budget as a starting point, but then puts into it the timing of when to expect money in and when you have to pay money out. The bottom line of a cash flow forecast is the bank balance, how much money is or may not be in your bank account at the end of each month or week. A cash flow forecast can be prepared off the back of a budget. As I say, just taking into account that you might sell your goods and services this month, but you may not get paid until the next month or possibly the month after. So even though from a budget perspective, you've made your sales target, from a cash flow perspective, you haven't got the money in the bank until a later month. So the, the correlation between the two is how the money is coming in and going out of your business is your cash flow, which is the backbone behind the scenes of the budget. So it's about bank balance, budget's about profit. Both are looking to the future. Both are for 12 months, although with a cash flow forecast, you can do a weekly cash flow forecast 
and I do recommend it for people where they're having some challenges to do a weekly forecast, eight weeks, 12 weeks, maybe 16 weeks, looking at exactly what they expect the money to come in each week, exactly what they expect the money to go out each week and doing that as a process so that you know, when the rent is due or the wages are payable or the tax office payment is due, that those are in the system. All the regular payments that have to be met, they're in and you know when you have to pay them, which week of the month you have to pay them. And then looking then at the income to identify when you expect your clients or customers to pay you and then working backwards then to identify which weeks you may have a problem with cash flow. It might be negative. And what can you do to eliminate that, alleviate it? Can you delay payments? Can you, you know, chase up some more customers or clients to get paid a bit quicker? Is that a case of making a few more extra sales with cash up front? Lots of different ways of dealing with it once you know where the challenges lie. So it is important to do both. I do recommend that you do them on an annual basis. Financial year, preferable. I know a few people who do them on calendar year, but preferably financial year. And equally, they're not set and forget. There's nothing worse than setting a budget Three months in, you're already off the rails, a long way off the target for the year because of X, Y, Z, whatever may have happened. And you now look at it and it just, yeah, it's just a negative thing to look at. And if you're looking at your actuals versus budget every month, which I recommend in your reporting, you're always going to look at it and be disheartened, disappointed, and feeling potentially a bit like a failure because you haven't achieved your budget targets. So it is important to A, set a budget that's realistic in the first place, but B, to look at it, I recommend every three months, and reset it if you need to. But be careful about resetting it and be thoughtful about why are you resetting it. If there are good reasons why, not a problem. If it's just that somehow you just weren't paying attention to the numbers and you weren't looking at it and you weren't focused on it, then yes, you still need to do a reset, but maybe it's more a mindset reset than a budget reset. So just have a think about that. And it may be definitely if you take on a new contract or if you lose a contract, absolutely have to reset the budget. If you've got a new product offering, a new service line that's coming out that you hadn't planned when you did the budget at the beginning of the year and that happens partway through, absolutely reset those goals. Reset the income goals, reset your expense goals. And if you take on and decide, make a decision that you are going to spend more money on something, you know, whether that's advertising promotion, whether it's learning, whatever, another team member, if that's what you've decided to do and it wasn't planned, then there's some other calculations you should do before you do that. But if you do take it on and those changes are long-term changes, then you do need to update your budget. 
cash flow forecast. It's a 12 month one, just gives you a good overview of where you can expect it to be. One of the key things I always think with a cash flow forecast is being conscious of those months in the year when times are tough. And that's usually summer holidays, uh, you know, the public holiday periods of the Christmas New Year type period, potentially the Easter period, sometimes school holidays, uh, in some businesses, end of financial year. Uh, if you're selling to big corporates or government, that can be a problem if they've run out of budget time, uh, you know, money in their budget and they don't have any to spend. Equally, it can be a good time where they've got money left in their budget and they need to quickly spend it. So you'll know from your business when your times are harder. You know, seasonal businesses, you know, make money when the when, when the season's on and in the down seasons, off peak, down, down seasons, off season, it's a struggle. So making sure that you've got the numbers that roll around the 12 months is really important. And that's where the benefit of the cash flow forecast off the back of the budget is. So say to delve more deeper into it, do that 12 week, maybe 16 week cash flow forecast and make that a rolling one so that each week you extend it out or you or you might go for four weeks and then extend another four weeks. So make that an ongoing updated budget. It's important to adjust it. And if you want to know a bit more about budgets and cash flows, chapter four in my book, Unscramble Your Numbers, has a lot more information about that as well. Whatever you do, make sure, please, for me, have a budget and a cash flow as a bare minimum and start looking towards achieving your financial goals. Thanks for tuning into the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast show with Amanda Fisher. Clearly, Amanda's mission is to help business owners just like you to read and understand your business numbers. As well as this fantastic weekly podcast, Amanda has published a pile of books, created online courses, and she runs one-to-one and group mentoring sessions and workshops. To find out more about how you can work with Amanda Fisher, go to www.amandafisher.com.au. Now, don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you don't miss a single episode. And Amanda would love it if you left a great review. So until next time, make those numbers count.